Welcome back, guys, to the Checkup Podcast. Today, we got my boy Riley Dembowski back. What's going on, what Riley? What it do? What it do? What's going on, everybody? And this is, of course, Caleb Willard. We're headed to week two of the NFL. Man. So, Can't you know. We started I, week two. Yes, sir. So, we started week two off right, and we went ahead and went to the D.C. Giants game. Fire game. That Absolutely. Was, that was crazy. Game, um, you know, so myself. Oh, that was cra- that was a crazy game. So when I when I think of like the difference between week one and week two, you know, week one of the NFL, everybody's prepared for it. Like everybody preps for like a month for week one. Like right, they know right. everything. They've watched a month of tape on their week one opponent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like week one is just insane. Week two is when you begin to see what the season is actually going to look like for teams. Right. Like this is the first real week, okay? Yeah, and right. and we got some reality checks coming in. Um, as usual, this podcast is correct about many things. We're gonna get right into it. We're gonna start chronological order. Same thing as last time. First game of the week was the New York Washington game. Last game of the week was Lions Packers Ravens. You're gonna have to suck it up and either listen <laughs> to everything or skip towards the end for your game, okay? This is week two of the NFL. Let's get it right. Um, biggest takeaways, New York, Washington. Riley, biggest takeaway. Um, biggest t- takeaways, I have to say, would probably be, one, I think Taylor Heineke uh, could potentially see himself as a starting quarterback uh, in the future. And two, I think Daniel Jones is starting to finally find his rhythm. So, first of all, the Taylor Heineke take is, is amazing. Let me, let me tell you something not a lot of people know. Taylor Heineke, in his first three starts as an NFL quarterback, has the most yards all time in those three games. What a stat. What a fucking stat to just Isn't have. Isn't that on. wild? What a stat to just have on deck like that, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Heineke's first three starting games, he has the most yards out of any other quarterback that started three games. And, and let's take a quick look at those three last three opponents that he played, too. Well, the first game was the Buccaneers last year in the playoffs, right? Am I, that's, uh, that was his first game? Was it against the Buccaneers last year? No, no. His first starting game was with the Panthers. His second oh, okay, starting okay. game was, uh, was, that, was the Buccaneers. Think about okay. his last two. Bro, his last two starting games were both prime time. The, the wild card weekend game. Thursday night right. football game against the rival. And Taylor Heineke threw 336 yards, two touchdowns. He had one pick, but I wasn't even mad about the pick. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a great takeaway. Taylor Heineke might be legit. We, I mean, personally, I'm more of a fan of Taylor Heineke than I am Danny Jones. I agree. I think I think Heineke. I mean, right now, given the current situation, I think Heineke has a top five defense in the NFL to help relieve some of the stress off of his um offensive capabilities but I also think that um when it comes down to just being more of an NFL ready quarterback I think Taylor Mm -hmm. Heineke edges edges out Daniel Jones in that category you see Daniel Jones still making um amateur mistakes rookie mistakes that you know you you really shouldn't be making going on to going into your uh third fourth year starting in the NFL um Granted, there's going to be some leeway for mistakes with a young quarterback like that. I mean, the Giants, the Giants got him in a terrible situation and threw him right in. 
Yeah, uh, you know, r- right in Eli's shadow. So, you know, I've tried to be lenient with uh, the with the Daniel Jones slander. But let's get one thing straight. Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And he proved it. Look, Taylor Heineke is a more mature quarterback. He throws just He's as good football. He he is he is um he's a more aggressive than Daniel Jones. You know, Danny Danny doesn't like he a lot him. of pressure. Heineke's biggest games, his only three starting he's games had all the pressure in the world on him, he's okay? For it. And and, and he does not it. turn a ball over like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has a huge fumbling issue that, that yeah. just persists and his decision making is one of an immature quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Um I think it goes back to the fact that, you know, it, he lacks the confidence that Taylor Heineke has. And I think that's going to be the thing that's probably part of the reason why Redskins edged them out uh, in the Thursday night game. Because Daniel Jones lacks the confidence of a starting quarterback in the NFL. Not to say he can't be, he can't be a starting quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL. But right now... Um, if you threw him on the Redskins, I say he, I'd say he balls out. If you threw him on a different team, maybe with a better rounded team, I say he he does good. But given his current situation and given the Giants' lack of assets around him, I mean, who's his best wide receiver right now? Uh they just got um. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You're putting me on the spot. Yeah. That is well, they don't have it's Sterling Shepard. That's who it is. Yeah. And Sterling yeah, that, that's yeah, that's the point. That's the point. You don't you can't tell off top. You know what I'm saying? When you think of <laughs> all right, all right, about, all right. Look, yeah. look, 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 look. Let me, let me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's back that up real quick. Sterling Shepard leads the NFL in catches so far. Okay, like I'm let's I, I'm not. And he has Saquon Barkley. Saquon played like crap. Like, I will give Daniel Jones benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm willing to do that. He he did not play a bad game. It's not that he played a bad game. It's just that from what I saw with Taylor Heineke and what I see with Daniel Jones, I would rather take – I would, I would, I would be far more excited to have Heineke as my quarterback than Daniel Jones. And that's not saying Danny sucks. I mean, Danny's not good. But he's not terrible. I mean, you know, Danny was the leading rusher for the Giants. He, you know, the Giants can't let Daniel Jones be the leading rusher and expect to win games. Like they can't. Absolutely not. Saquon needed Saquon needed to do something, and he didn't. And that was really. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not putting the Giants' loss on Daniel. I put it on Saquon. Say I don't know what was. I don't know what was up with there. Probably um, some lingering issues, maybe from his sure. uh, recovery injury. Well, you know, whatever it is, whatever the fact is. Um, you're you're right. Saquon did not perform. No, he didn't perform at all. I'm not putting the loss on Danny, but I do like the take that I I would I would take Heineke over Danny at this point. My biggest takeaway, um, it wasn't actually Heineke. It was a biggest takeaway was offensive success. You know, DC scored 30 points. Okay, yeah. Washington doesn't do that a whole lot, bro. The, <laughs> the offensive success comes through Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Okay. That, and, Harry yeah. had 11 catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. That yep. has to happen every week. That did not happen with the Chargers, and it and it showed when the you know when DC only scored 16 points. It showed. Yep, I'm with you. The Redskins or Washington, pardon me, uh, <laughs> has something. They they have something special there with that defense with Heineke with McLaurin. Um, I mean, even Antonio Gibson, 
Washington is building something special. And I think people are going to continue to overlook them specifically because, oh, they're Washington. Oh, you know, it's a team without a, without a name. Um, we saw <laughs> we saw flashes of potential last year when they took out the undefeated Steelers. Um, yep. And, and the defense completely not to not to you know say the Steelers' offense is good by any means, but the the Redskins' defense showed what it's capable of uh, in that week week twelve game. Um, yeah. last season. And so I think that, you know, for, for Washington fans all over the country, um, all over the place, they should be extremely excited for what the future holds. Uh, if Washington is able to keep this team together. hundred percent. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. So the next game we had was new England, just trouncing the jets 25, six, yeah. really ugly game for the jets. <laughs> Um, mention, go go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I know what you want to say. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I'm not even trying to. I mean, I feel bad for Zach, man. I just feel bad. I'm not even. I'm not even going to mention Sam. I'm not even going to mention any. Okay. The reality. The reality is, is that I, just, I, I feel bad for the kid. He had four picks, no touchdowns. I mean, I was at was work. I wasn't funny. able to catch the Sunday uh, afternoon game, the Sunday one o'clock games. Um, but I was, you know, routinely checking the Steelers game. You know, I was streaming it on my phone, uh, seeing the keeping up update with the other scores. Uh, and I did see Zach Wilson started the Patriots game out 0 for 2, two interceptions. So his first <laughs> two, <laughs> so his first two passes were. Were interceptions. He had more. <laughs> he had more completed passes to the other team than he did his own. <laughs> Which I, I, yeah, I hate. I, <laughs> I feel bad for him. I just, you know, this is why I just the Jets have. I mean, the Jets front office is just as bad as Houston's. Like it has to be. It just oh, they, they I, set this man I, up I was, and. Yeah, poor Zach. That was that was the biggest takeaway. Poor Zach. Uh, to be honest, um, Mac Jones didn't look great. And and so and like I said, this is week two. This is the real week one. Okay, this is the first week where you're gonna get a feel of how the season's gonna go. Look, Mac Jones played the Jets and he didn't throw 200 yards. Like Zach Wilson even got 200 yards that game. Mac did not. All right, Mac didn't have a touchdown, no picks. I mean, you know, the running game was good. Their their defense was good, but the fact that Mac for didn't a, flourish for is a team a that dropped thirty five, uh, you know, for a team that dropped thirty five points for the quarterback to not flourish is kind of yeah, you know, it has me a little worried. Yeah, uh, uh, you're a little worried. Uh, what's happen right. New England? Uh, I think I think New England probably found its successor. I know it's only week two. But um, you look at New England's track record, I think they're going to ride with Mac Jones until the wheels fall off, um, simply simply because uh, the traditional New England Bill Belichick way. Sure. I don't feel – I feel like right now New England is under a lot of pressure. I mean, last year missed the playoffs, um, something that hasn't happened uh, – in years, something that New England fans, if there are still any, haven't experienced probably in their lifetime. So, <laughs> uh, so um, there's a lot of pressure on New England to get this to get this ball rolling. A lot of pressure on Bill Belichick to uh, 
to find success post Brady. Um, uh, because I think I think he's starting to realize his a lot of his legacy is going is starting to be questioned. Yep. Um, whether it's fairly or unfair, uh, the, there had been speculation in the latter years um, that Brady was, you know, the main reason behind the success. But when it comes down to it, it's a it's a quarterback. You know, it's a, of course the quarterback is going to be a more of a contributor than the head coach. But I think Bill Belichick is wanting to prove his critics wrong. Um, so just goes back to I think they're going to stick with Mac Jones for a while. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I think so, too. It's just uh, it's maybe this might, we see this might be a long season for him. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I, it, it probably it just, will be. Mac had a decent first game and then he. And then he backpedaled a little bit. You know, the first game they played the, the Dolphins. Jets, yeah, against the Jets team, right? You would uh, the Dolphins are not, you know, the Dolphins are not. Uh, last year they were ten and six. Okay, yeah, so no, the no, Dolphins, no, look, Baby Rhodes is a top five cornerback. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, so the Dolphins like their, are their no defense is bombs. pretty good, and so to, yeah. to you know to play decently in that game and then turn around the Jets. I'm just you know I'm a little. I'm not questioning Bill Belichick. I'm not questioning the defense. The defense looked great. The defense picked you know it picked Zach Wilson off twice in his first two attempts. You think the you know you think the New England starters were out there at the end of the game? No, they had seven pass defenses. They had four sacks. They were all over it. The running game right. was good. They have a great system. It's just Mac. That was my biggest takeaway. Was uh Mac. It wasn't even my biggest takeaway wasn't even Zach Wilson being terrible because I you know they play they're playing the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick doesn't lose the rookie to rookies. He does you know, he doesn't <laughs> rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Bill does not lose to him. So I uh, you know, this was not abnormal, it's just Mac, bro. Look, man, you got uh you got something to prove next week because if if we don't see something, you know, if if he throws some two hundred yards again next week, I there's me questions about right. whether about whether or not it was better for them to get rid of Cam. Yep. So, uh, the next game, Denver uh, put out, uh, you know, their game, you know, twenty three thirteen against Jacksonville. Um, your thoughts? You know, my my biggest thoughts. Uh, for well, my biggest takeaway was Sutton is a is a dog. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Sutton Sutton had nine catches and one hundred and sixty yards. Yeah, that's. I'm glad I mean, he was. Of course, he was benched, but yeah, of course he was benched. Of course he was. He had 160 yards against. I mean, not a great defense, but 100. Hey, look, man, 160 yards, 160 yards. Yeah, 160 yards as a receiver, right? Um, you know, as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, I I think the same way as I did Zach Wilson. Look, their right. running game was abysmal. Their defense was non-existent. Getting- railed by you know Sutton so I'm not blaming Trevor Trevor looked terrible I mean Trevor did not look good he had 118 total yards I mean it was a I mean passing yards it was a long day for Trevor Lawrence um you know as a fan as a fan low-key I like seeing Trevor Lawrence get beat up on because I watched so many you know (laughs) so I'm not mad about him going out too um, but yeah, I think the biggest takeaway was just Sutton. You know, I, I think this is a expected result. I expected this result. Yeah, I think um, I think I would. Given it's the Jaguars, I want to be scared. I want to, you know, give compliments with a grain of salt just because it's the Jaguars. But at the end of the day, sure. Teddy Bridgewater, twenty six for thirty four, uh, three hundred twenty eight yards, two uh, two two touchdowns. That's a that's a 
good game for Teddy Bridgewater, averaging 9.6 yards a throw. That is a good game. Yep. No matter who you play, that is a good game. And then, you know, you're talking about Sutton. Uh, take into account this. The second, uh, the second receiver, second highest receiver on their team was Melvin Gordon with 38 yards. <laughs> Gracious. Okay, so everything, everything, uh, you know, even Kendall, even Kendall Hinton, Hinton had a had a catch for 15 yards. Okay, so right. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll we'll go over we'll go over to the Jag side now. I said my piece about the Broncos. Good. Shout out to Teddy Bridgewater coming back strong off that injury. He's proven the critics wrong again and again and again. I believe uh, John Elway has finally, you know, found a suitable quarterback for the Broncos. Finally. Um, and then, you know, like you said on Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, absolutely horrible. There is no way there is no that, that's an understatement. OK, yeah. that's an understatement. Still 14 for thir- 14 for 33. 118 yards, 3.6 yards an attempt. 3.6 yards per attempt. <laughs> oh my god. That is that is that's probably <laughs> I'm not I don't I don't want to I don't want to sh- rip on the kid too bad. I mean, he's probably as old as me, maybe a year older. But I mean, dude, that's like that's got to be some sort of record for <laughs> for how you know. How absolutely terrible it is! Like, you gotta think. Are same thing as the Patriots? Are they gonna regret getting rid of Minshew? I think they probably oh. will. I think. I think just because the supporting cast that Trevor Lawrence has right now in Jacksonville, I don't think it's enough. I think he's gonna struggle. No, it's not. So um, you know, it's it's kind of like that. Uh, you know, the debate with Andy Dalton starting versus Justin Fields. Well, if they're not, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, do you want to preserve Justin Fields? Give him some time to actually develop. You're gonna throw him in the fire. Like, I don't know. Um, I'll say one more thing before we move on here about Teddy Bridgewater. You know, that that game was without Jerry Judy. You know, Jerry Judy's out for a month. So. Yeah. Missing his, you know, and I think I'll, I'll give Jerry Judy the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's just as good as Sutton is. So, you know, Teddy's missing his number one target. Number, mm-hmm. you know, he's missing his number one receiver and still throws 328, two touchdowns. Um, good, uh, great, man. Good for Teddy. And uh, it's going to be a long year for Trevor. That's, that's yep. all. Nothing else to say about it. Um, nope. All right, Riley, we're throwing the ball to you. Buffalo demolished the Dolphins 35. 35- Zip. I mean, demolish that's, them. That's pure demolition. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this. I think this was the win that Buffalo needed to ground their fans from their abysmal showing against Pittsburgh last week on Week One. Because oh, you know, I I try not to pay attention too much to what other fans of other teams are saying. However, I did find my find my way over to a uh, Bills Mafia Twitter and Bills Mafia Reddit, um, and the things that their own fans were saying about them. I mean, it you know you saw some takes. I mean, the saying that you know, oh, we had said we knew Josh Allen last year for Josh Allen was an anomaly. Like you know, no. you just just already doubting someone. You know, your your MVP caliber quarterback that carried you to the AFC Championship game not even a whole year ago. Um, so I think Buffalo desperately needed this win because Bills fans are not used to winning uh, in recent time. 
And as you can see, you know, that week one loss against Pittsburgh uh, really <laughs> showed their true colors. Um, like they were just almost ready to go right back into uh, poverty franchise mode, you know. I think <laughs> and Josh Allen didn't play out of his mind particularly, which is really I mean, he didn't even have 200 yards, you know, 1733, 179 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. For a team that you know that for a team that blew out the opposite team thirty five to zero, I mean we're kind of at the at that Mac Jones situation that we were just talking about. What what went wrong for the quarterback? That well, what what went what what went wrong for Tua was Tua got injured. And yeah, so I mean, Tua didn't play most of the game. You know, I think Tua Tua got knocked out within the first. Yeah, he only had four. He four he only, yeah, you know, I, I too got hurt. I think in the the second the second drive. I think <laughs> I don't remember exactly. Um, yeah. My my takeaway. So I actually agree. I like the take of uh, you know this being a, a grounding win because their defense was. I mean, their defense was all over the place. Their defense played amazing. They had six sacks. Um, yep. They obviously. I mean, they they hit two. I mean, they were. All over Tua early, they hit. I mean, they hit Tua hard and put him on, you know, put him on the turf, had him out the game. Um, I mean, they they led, they held the Dolphins' leading rusher to 25 yards. So the Buffalo, you know, this is a good bounce back for Buffalo. I mean, this was in Miami, Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm not taking a ton away from this. Besides the fact that Buffalo should be getting their mojo back, and Buffalo needs that mojo because. uh, Let's see. Who do they play next week? They play Washington next week. Yeah. So if they want to, they know Washington. Already so, talked about them. Already covered them. That defense is not to be played with. So. I mean, look. Theoretically, the Bills should. With theoretically, they're the favorites. Like Buffalo is the yeah. favorite. Um, but if they treat look, it like the they, Steelers game, they will lose. Yep, they will lose if they play ugly football again. They will lose. They will. It's time. Yeah. Well, we'll reiterate again on the fact that well, yeah. it just goes back. We're reiterating on the fact again that Washington is becoming a team that is not to be played around with. Yep. And and speaking of ugly games, man. Oh my gosh, I watched the San Francisco Philadelphia game, and it was. Terrible. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Oh my I don't know gosh, why you I'm looking to it, and I'm like, are we are y'all good? Like y'all play football for a living, right? Um, I mean. The the only relatively good player on that field was Devo. Was Devo Samuel? He, he, he was it, and he didn't even have a hundred. I mean, he had six catches, yeah. ninety yards, like, and that was literally it. Okay, Jalen Hurts didn't break two hundred. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't break two hundred. I mean, it was a very I, very I just, ugly game for both teams. Um, if I was a San Fran fan. I am not – I'm kind of – everything about that game is a loss for me aside from the record. Uh, yeah, aside from the record and the fact because that defense was playing well. I mean, that was it. Your starting quarterback – yeah, I mean, the Eagles, though. Second-year quarterback. Second-year quarterback with a, with a rookie wide receiver. Is, you know, I expected as much. But for San Fran, you have a former you, – you have a, your starting quarterback back in, your quarterback who's led you to a Super Bowl – um, you have your defense, you know, it's not what it was two years ago, but I mean, it's probably as healthy as it's been in the time since, um, for San Fran, 
everything about this game was a loss except for what went on the records, what went on the record sheet. You know, I, and this is such a – this is a critical time for San Francisco. You know, last year they had 31 players on injury reserve. Right. They, they 31 they... players. They're back and healthy this year. Theoretically, San Francisco – I mean, they, they play in the toughest division of football, but theoretically San Francisco can make – you know, should be able to make a run at something. Should so to watch them right. only score 17 points – and then, I mean, and then let Jalen Hurts run for 82 yards. They let Jalen Hurts run for 82 yards. Jalen Hurts looked like Lamar, and I was like, man, what is going on in this game? It was just, it was hideous. Right. This is, look, San Francisco, you, you got you to gotta tighten a couple things. You got a really ugly win. Like, good for you. You got to tighten some things, though. And oh you got to start looking at the, you got to start looking at the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Um Oh, that's a great point. You know, if yeah. Jimmy's if look, it's the same question, man. If Jimmy keeps playing, if Jimmy plays like this again, you know what what happens? He didn't play like this the first game, but uh, <laughs> this I don't is know, supposed man. to be a Super Bowl caliber defense. I think by week five or six, San Fran will have will have a very very good picture on which quarterback can has the best shot of leading them to uh, back to the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, that's really all I have to say about San Fran and Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a long season for both of them. If I know it's going to be a long season for Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a long season for, for San Francisco if they don't figure out um, what's, what went wrong, what they, need to, what they need to do better next time. I think, I think that Philadelphia is a good enough team. And they have, oh, first of all, Philadelphia has the easiest schedule in all of football. And that's and they're that not, is yeah. they're certified. A, yeah. That is one thing that all the you know analysts are saying that I actually agree with. Okay, but, I mean, you've played two of the bottom-tier teams in the league the first two weeks, and Jimmy, all Jimmy threw was two touchdowns? It's concerning. Uh, it's just, it is, it is a bit concerning. So, they, they better... They better figure something out. Like I said, I would. I mean, I would think about throwing Trey into some of these. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Um, up next, we got the Rams Colts game. That was a good, good game. Good game. Good game. Solid game. Between um, two top top teams. Um, lot lot to really go over on this one. Bro, Cooper Cup. That's what we need. Cooper to go Cup, over. man. Cooper Cup. I mean, for oh years God. I've been saying I think he's one of the most underrated, underappreciated wide receivers. Not only wide receivers, but players in the NFL in general. Cooper I mean, seriously, Cup. how many years? How many years does he have to? Does he know. have to prove himself? Granted, he had the injury last year, I believe it was. But no, two years. That was two years ago, bro. He had a okay, so yeah. last year, I think. I'm yeah, sure yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, regardless, Regardless. the last year, the last full year he played, he led uh, all fantasy players in fantasy points, which isn't saying a whole lot because he's a skill position. He gets a lot of he gets an opportunity for a lot of points. But just goes back to the fact I think Cooper Cup is extremely underrated and underappreciated. I don't think people will really recognize him for how great he is until he's gone. I mean, you're potentially looking at another Wes Welker type of player right here. And nobody's speaking about him, especially now with Matt Stafford on the team. He's going to ball out consistently way more than he did with Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
so think about this. So last year he had uh, he had an okay year. Last year, um, last year he had 974 yards and he had three touchdowns. Yeah. This year, in the first two games, he has 271 yards and three touchdowns. So number one, Matt. Sta- first of all, this is Matt Stafford effect. Okay, like yeah. this is a hundred percent Matt Stafford effect. Matt Stafford played a very solid game. The but Cooper Cup had nine catches, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. I've been saying this for a while. Um, is that under as far as underrated receivers go, Cooper Cup and Terry McLaurin, they're both disgusting and they both get no praise. Okay, overrated receivers last season, Justin Jefferson, and um. Oh my goodness, DK Metcalf, and we're gonna get to DK later. Yeah, you know, okay. we got we got some things to talk about with DK. Um, but look, man, Cooper is really like that. Uh, the year before, so the year before he played in 2019, played 16 games, had uh, almost 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Look, at Cooper's on Cooper's on track to blow that out the season. So yeah. if you're betting, if you're a sports better, okay, double down on Cooper Cup double down on Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, his first, you know, so Matt Stafford played, I think eight years with the, with the lions, the highest passer rating Matt Stafford had ever had on the lions was like 146. Okay. His first game with the Rams, Matt Stafford's passer rating was like 154. His first game with this team he had a higher passer rating than in any game previous. Yep. This I, is – I know this was a close game, but let let Matt Stafford figure this system out, and, I mean, all we're going to see is more. That is all we're going to see. What people, that's what people are failing to realize. You're looking at two – now two continuous great games by Matt Stafford in a, on a team – on a new team – in an mm-hmm. area that's completely different mm-hmm. from where he's lived and played his entire life. I mean, dude lived, dude played in Detroit his entire career. You take yep. him out of Detroit, send him to L.A. on a Super Bowl contending team for the first time in his career, and he hops in without a without missing a without missing a beat. I mean, yep. I think I remember having a debate. I don't know if you were in the Xbox chat uh, for this. I had a debate with Trey when when the Rams had acquired uh, Matt Stafford. I said the Rams are back to being Super Bowl contenders. Uh, yeah, I remember and, that. And, yeah, and Trey Trey was not Trey was not on board with it. Um, he was not having it. He was not having it. But I think I think it's you know now now it's on the podcast. Now it's documented. So I think at the end of the season we're gonna have to revisit that. And uh, <laughs> I think we um, have to as well. So you know Rams did good. Uh, how about how about Indianapolis? What are your main thoughts as to Indianapolis? Did anything surprise you? Did anything main, main disappoint thoughts, you? So- Biggest, my biggest takeaway for Indianapolis was I don't know where Jonathan Taylor is at. Like I, I, Jonathan Taylor had a great year last year. Marlon Mack is a certified dog running back. Naheem, yep. Naheem Hines is uh, – I mean, I know you're playing the Rams, so I, I guess I'm not going to give him too much grief. But I need – I don't know. The running game needs – Carson Wentz can't outrun Marlon Mack and Naheem, uh, Naheem Hines. Like he, that's yeah. – can't have – if you're going to win football games – you have to have a balanced attack, right? Um, Carson really, 
hasn't didn't play a bad game. He he didn't play a great game, but with you know, given the fact that they're playing a top two defense in the league, and uh, and with no running game, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I heard he uh, sprained both of his ankles in this game. Yeah, that or was gonna Yeah, we'll see what happens. But but I want I want to get some of this. I'll, I'll take this time to kind of relieve some of the slander that's going on about Carson and his injuries. Look, Carson was projected to be out for three months at the beginning of the season, and then he played week one. Okay? So the idea that Carson isn't a tough player, while we can, you know, we the, the reality is we can never truly he debate. Might be made a paper mache. Yeah, he might be made out of paper mache. Great point. He might be made out of paper mache, but the kid has some heart. He does want to play, yeah. and when he plays, he plays decently. He plays decent enough. More importantly, he plays decent enough. And, and who, is, who do you think his number one receiver is? You know who his number one receiver is? It's not T.Y. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, currently Michael Pittman. <laughs> Michael Pittman. So I mean, T.Y. Like, didn't even play. No, T.Y. doesn't. No, T.Y. is old, man. T.Y. Yeah. is hurting these days. Look, uh, Carson does It's not like Carson has crazy weapons. The, the rushing game underperformed. I'm not going to take a whole lot away from the offense. The defense held the Rams to 27 points in a tight game. I'll give all the props to the defense, um, but the reality is is that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and that defense is a problem and will continue to be a problem. Yep. Um, okay, so this is, this is a good <laughs> game to talk Lucky about. Lucky me. Because I've been, I've been hearing some – some interesting takes. We're going to get into it. Raiders, Steelers. Riley, your Steelers lost to the Raiders 26-17. I will give the floor to you. What was your takeaway, sir? Takeaway that the Steelers will continue to play down to their opponents as long as Big Ben and Mike Tomlin run the, have control of the reins. Since 2016, the Steelers have yet to beat the Raiders. Every time the Steelers are 0-3 against the Raiders since then. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Going into this game, when I was making my parlay for this week, uh, I usually have a rule not to bet on the Steelers because, you know, if they, if they lose, then I'm pissed because they lost and I lost money. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But going into this game, I almost put money on the Raiders because ever <laughs> look, look, this is how long the Raiders have owned us, okay? I remember watching Tyrell fucking Pryor run no, 92 gosh. yards on us, okay? I remember watching that shit happen live, okay? That is how long the Raiders have owned us. Mind you, the Raiders won that game as well. And the, so this this... The, the Raiders' ownership of Pittsburgh has extended far back uh, <laughs> some years. So, as badly as I want to go in on the Steelers, uh, you know, I can sit here and say, look, Big I'm going to make it I'm going to make it blunt and quick. Big Ben not the leader for this team. Mike Tomlin needs to start getting under fire more often. Um, Steelers' offensive line I've seen a better varsity, uh, high school varsity line. Uh, <laughs> and uh, their defense, they know Hayden. TJ Watt pulled his groin. Uh, no Devin Bush. 
uh, Tyson Alulu injured himself in the first or second quarter, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, no Stefan to it. So the Steelers, they, they have a lot to work on, whereas the Raiders are clicking. It's a team that's been together, you know, hasn't made any significant changes um, since – Really, since, I mean, John Gruden got there, I mean, you know, they pulled in a lot of players. They did a lot of, you know, swip, you know, swip and swap with players. And But as far as keeping the core of the team together, the Raiders have done a good job at doing that. And I think that's why we're starting to see their success. Derek Carr is starting to look um, like, you know, an above-average quarterback. So, shame on the Steelers because... You come off a, you come off of what uh, an insane week one win. I mean, one that an had everybody week one win. Yeah, an one that had everybody win. scratching their heads and and you know wondering, oh hey, maybe the Steelers are, and then you blow it in your home opener to the Raiders. Disappointing, ugly, shameful. I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna follow the same pathway: Steelers and then Raiders. So. As far as the Steelers go, I don't blame Big Ben. I don't even blame the defense. You know, like you said, a lot of injuries to the to the defense. As far as Big Ben is concerned, their leading rusher had 38 yards. That okay. happens when you they, throw a rookie they, in there, man. And they only had 39 yards. So Big yeah. Ben is dealing with with a a weak O line. He's he's dealing with his own personal decline, which you know was predicted on this podcast. And, you know, not a, I wasn't predicting a steep decline. I thought their O-line would be better and give Ben a break every once in a while. You know, Big Ben still threw almost 300 yards. You know, he had a touchdown pick, blah, blah, blah. Look, reality is no rushing game. Uh, Juju is not a number one receiver. Um, you know, I mean, Juju was fourth on the yard stat sheet. You know, there's mm-hmm. no reason that uh, Juju is one of those receivers on my poop list. You know, he's one of those receivers on my list where it's just like, man, I don't see what other people see in you. I really don't. As a Steelers fan, I've been chanting this since the whole AB and Juju debate came up. I mean, you put yeah. a top, top five wide receiver across of all time across from uh, Braxton Miller, and Braxton Miller is going to have 800 yards on this. Right, <laughs> yeah. 100%. And, and, you know, this is my take. That's my take. We're going to get into it a little bit later. But that's my takeaway with um, Calvin Ridley. You know, why are Calvin Ridley's numbers down? Oh, is it because he's not playing across from Julio Jones, w- one of the best receivers to ever play? <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's it's kind of a big deal when, you know, a defense doesn't have to worry about Julio anymore. But I digress. Um, I blame mostly. Look, Tom has got to figure out this running game. You know, this is this is Steelers football. Steelers play tough defense and a tough run game. And if Ben Roethlisberger is going to lead them anywhere, it's got to be through a com- you know a competent yeah. running game. But you the bigger take, yeah. You think of yep. Pittsburgh, you think running and blitzing. You think of physical yep. grit and grind way to win games. They got to uh, figure that out, especially in your division. They've deviated from that yep. long, long time ago. They they deviated from that. Um, but I want to talk about Derek Carr for a second. Yep, I can get so behind that. I, for, before I start anything, I want to give Derek props. Because Derek right now leads the league in passing yards. Okay, he had 382. Listen to this. 
All right, Derek Carr had such a phenomenal game, right? Derek Carr had 382 yards and two touchdowns. His best receiver only had five catches. Okay, his leading running back had less yards than Ben Roethlisberger's leading running back. Okay, Peyton Barber only had 32 yards. Yeah. Okay, so I want to give Derek props in front of everybody right now. They're 2-0. and They're playing pretty good. Um, he had two fumbles, but we're not going to talk about it because he recovered them. Yeah, uh, the one defense, fumble whatever. That and dude, that right. th- let's take a moment to appreciate that that throw to Henry Ruggs in the fourth was quarter, disgusting. It could not have been hurt. Tom Brady could not have thrown a better <laughs> pass. I mean, Henry Ruggs hadn't even created separation by the time that pass left Derek Carr's hands. And by the time it touched Henry Ruggs' gloves, he was about to go into the end zone. What a pass. I mean, it, like, you cannot ask a quarterback to make a better pass than what Derek Carr made on that play in the fourth quarter, up two points. Yep. D- look, I completely oh. agree. Now, here's, here's where I'm going to – here's my butt, okay? Because and this is where the hot take comes in, because I hear a lot of people saying that Derek Carr is a top five quarterback right now. Okay, and, okay. and this this is a huge I'm uh, this is my takeaway for everybody right now. OK, this is going to get clipped. <clears throat> I hear this take that Derek Carr is a top five quarterback in the league right now. And I'm telling you, you're on crack. You love recency bias and you love drama. That's the kind of person you are. I, I'm. Derek Maybe Carr is leading the league in passing yards. I understand that. After two games, he is great for him. I love that Derek Carr is showing some, you know, he's showing something after years of not showing us much of anything. <laughs> right. How are you going to throw? What is, okay, what is more important, passing yards or touchdowns? Is it points or is it getting down the field? What's the answer? I'm taking touchdowns. You're taking and touchdowns. How are you going to throw 800 passing yards and only score four touchdowns? Okay, there's something missing. Look, you're I, I respect Derek Carr a lot. Okay, but you you he's not even top ten when you talk about passing touchdowns right now. Slow that your roll. Yeah. I understand Derek's that. had a good two games, but to to, to think, okay, to think that he's better than Tom Brady. He's thrown for six hundred and fifty-five yards and nine touchdowns. Okay, Kyler Murray's playing better than. Derek Carr right now. You still have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. You have, I mean, shoot, I I give it to Lamar even. You know, you have A-Rod, you have Matt Stafford. Look, I need people to take it down a notch when we talk about quarterbacks and stop blowing them out of proportion. You can be a good quarterback and be top 15. A good quarterback is a top 15 quarterback. Like, you're a solid quarterback, and you have an opportunity to go to the playoffs. That's what a top 15 quarterback does. Okay, but when we start talking about elites, aka top three, top five quarterbacks in the league, I don't want to hear it. There is a gap, and you better, people better start respecting the gap because it's ticking me off. All right, we're going to get to Lamar Jackson later because we got into some wild arguments about him not being a top five quarterback. Listen, it's okay to not be a top five quarterback. You can be MVP, you can win a Super Bowl without being a top five quarterback. You have to respect greatness. And it's okay to not be that great. Maybe don't even just maybe maybe don't even respect it so much as just appreciate it. Oh, as thank a you. Steelers fan, Lamar Jackson is must see TV. Absolutely. 
if you are a fan, if you are a football fan, if you call yourself a fan of football and NFL fan, when Lamar Jackson plays, you turn that motherfucking TV on. Yep. Because he is, you hear all the talk about, oh, you know, different sport, but you hear people say, oh, I wish I could have seen Michael Jordan play. Oh, I wish I could have seen, you know, people say same thing. Oh, I wish I could have seen, they're going to say, oh, I wish I could have seen Peyton Manning play. Oh, I wish I could have seen Michael Vick play. You are watching the second coming of Michael Vick. People, people forget Michael Vick was not the best passer. Okay. Lamar Jackson does not have to be a top 10 passer in the league to reach Michael Vick status, which in my opinion, he's already reached. I mean, what more could you ask from him? Really? What more do you want from him? Right. Ravens shorthanded, come up with two running backs. I agree, man. It's honestly infuriating. And I'll say one more thing before we get off this. I've heard a lot of Russell Wilson slander in the past week. I want everybody to know. Yeah, Derek Carr has 817 yards. He has four touchdowns and pick. He has a passer rating of 104. Russell Wilson's passer rating over the past two games is 147. Russell Wilson has basically a perfect passer rating the past two games. So I just relax with the top five stuff. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, and appreciate what we have in the league. You have more talent in this league than we have ever had. Just appreciate Raiders fans, appreciate it. Yeah, Raiders fans, just take a moment and appreciate that your team is two and zero right. for one, Thank probably you. the first time in your life. Okay, take uh, you don't have to start. You don't have to start saying, "Oh, Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFL." You don't. You don't right. To, don't kill it. Just don't. Just don't, be, don't be a buzzkill. Just, just be happy. Just, just be happy. That's all we ask. We 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 don't ask for much. <laughs> <laughs> just appreciate what you have. You. Um, Oh my gosh. All right, we're gonna we're gonna fly through a couple of these. Um Cincinnati, Chicago. Cincinnati yeah. lost Chicago twenty to seventeen. Um my biggest takeaway was uh Justin Fields looked ugly, but I'm not gonna hold it against him because he came in, you know, part way through the game. Joe Burrow had a really, really ugly first half, but got back into it the second half. You know, he started the game with zero touchdowns, three picks. Second half, he threw two picks, you know, threw two touchdowns, got back into the game. It was a really ugly game. It was just, I uh, we're we're just gonna call it a you know a stalemate so kind of. I mean, there's not really anything we can say about this game that you're gonna want to yeah. hear. Same for you, Chicago gonna, fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna spare y'all the, you know, Joe Burrow can't throw three picks in the first half against Chicago. Like that's just that's just. And that's just rough, man. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from Joe Burrow. He's great. Blah blah blah. We're just gonna basically skip this game. Like I don't yeah. know. What else to tell you. Like it's just, it was yeah. unimportant. Chicago got a really crappy yeah, I win. I mean, think yeah. about it, bro. Justin Fields threw 60 yards and a pick, and that was it. Like I'm not, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my time with this game. All right, Houston um, and uh, Cleveland. In Cleveland, <laughs> man. Can I tell you what we talk about? Tough. You know, we, we, we gave yeah. Carson Wentz some props for playing Let's through some injuries. Go ahead, and, go ahead and give it to my mans. Go ahead and give it can to we, my man. Can we give Baker some props for dislocating his shoulder and not having Jarvis Laundry the entire game and played and he only he only missed two passes? He only he only missed two passes. 
I hate Cleveland, and Baker is good. I, can we take a second to appreciate that Baker Mayfield went 19 for 21, and he dislocated and his shoulder mid-game? And one of those completions was a pick. So take that as you take that as you will. Take that as you will, but I mean, wow. I mean, I you know, it's not that his numbers were super impressive, but just the I got to give it. I got to give Baker props. Amazing Cleveland, yeah. No OBJ, no Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, not a particularly great team, but Baker got the job done. He was extremely efficient. Nick Chubb and company did their jobs. Um, I mean, Browns roll. I mean, Browns are just rolling right now. My <laughs> only takeaway for Houston, because I don't consider Houston as one of those teams, is like, oh, you know, tragic. Like, this is going to be a long season. You know, I'm going to every week we're going to look at Houston being like, oh, Houston lost again. Well, the only only good thing I have to say about Houston is Brennan Cooks looks really good. Like, <laughs> You got a hey, decent quarterback. Yeah, I mean, decent wide receiver about, out of this. We were just talking about tough quarterbacks. Uh, it would be it would be unfair to not say Tyrod Taylor. I mean, dude had his lung punctured towards what towards ACL the year before and then last year had his lung punctured by the Chargers team doctor. That was funny. <laughs> that and, was, and, sorry, and then man. lost it lost his job to a rookie. Yeah. And okay, so that's all I want to say is Tyrod Taylor, if this podcast somehow makes it to your ears, keep doing you, my man. Yeah, and have fun with that Houston team, man. I mean, just enjoy yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. Texas. Don't enjoy the Houston team. Just enjoy Texas and Brandon Cooks. Y'all should hang out sometime. <laughs> um, so, moving on. Um, Saints-Panthers. This was a... A really unexpected... This was a really shocking game. 7-26 Panthers. So, let me tell you why I'm not going to take a lot from the Saints side. Okay? Alvin Kamara had his worst game ever. Like, yeah. you know, we like it was like Aaron Rodgers last week. You know, Aaron played an awful – Aaron had two interceptions and no touchdowns. I don't remember the last time Aaron Rodgers did that. I don't know if he's ever done that. Yeah, I don't – I've never okay, – I legitimately – I may have to look up if Aaron has ever done that in a game. And, and what did I say last week? I said, dude, we're not going to worry about this. We're going to brush over it. Aaron's going to be back. And, you know, we're going to get to what Aaron did because Aaron, Aaron's yeah. back. Okay? Believe- Alvin Kamara – Alvin Kamara had five rushing yards and 25 receiving yards. He had the worst game. Jameis Winston, what is Jameis Winston supposed to do when his starting running back only has five rushing yards? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to put anything on Winston. I'm not going to put anything on anybody. You can't win a game when your star player ends up with 30 total yards of offense. And, he's, and, um, and he gets the ball that often. I mean, end of the day, uh, Saints, you know, Saints are the are that ex, are that trial team. I feel like last year they blew out the uh, they blew out the Buccaneers opening week thirty eight or yeah, yeah. thirty eight to three right. Yeah, same exact score they blew out the uh, Panthers at um, or the Packers at. Oh, so, the Packers. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah, Panthers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. So yep. it was it was a very unexpected win uh, for the Panthers. I think I think Panthers fans are gonna enjoy Sam Darnold because. Frankly, I've always been a Sam Darnold fan. Um, it's hard to it's hard to root against somebody or hate on somebody when they play for the Jets. <laughs> you just gotta feel bad for him at that point. 
little bit. Can I uh, can I be honest though? Let's hear um, it. my prediction was for the Panthers to win this game. I'm not even gonna lie, it's on the Excel sheet. See, I should have, I should have, I dude, this was the only game on my parlay that I missed, and it was the only was it one. Really? That, yeah, it was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it was why. Like, it was so deep. why did I have Panthers winning? First of all, this is a Panthers home game. Their defense was. I mean, their defense had made Alvin Kamara have the worst game of his life. All right, they sacked Jameis four times. They had two picks on Jameis. Um, Sam Darnold played a great game, 305 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. He's Look, man, Sam looks, Sam looks like a very proficient game manager. Looks great. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 72 rushing yards and a touchdown and then put 65 passing yards, you know, receiving yards up. This is, and, and they have a, like I said, they have a decent defense. Look, Carolina is not a bad team. Um, they, they're going to give the Saints a run for their money. You know, the Saints are probably going to bite them in, you know, bite them in the butt the next time they play each other this year. But I did have, I did predict this. I'm not, not going to lie to you. I really did predict this. You know, the, Carolina is not a joke team, and I think Carolina gets kind of a you know a, a joke persona, right? I think when teams look at them on the score sheet, like, All right, we're gonna go play Carolina. Like, what are they? You know what I mean? Like, what are they gonna? They got Sam Donald. I've never seen Sam Donald. You know, have a positive record. Sam Donald is two and zero for the first time in his life. All right. Has <laughs> Sam Darnold even won two games before in his career? No, uh, I, actually, that's a good question. I don't know, and he definitely hasn't won two games in a row. That was this is a first. All right, so, <laughs> so shout out Sam Darnold. He's getting that. He's getting. He's on a shout team. Shout out Sam and Chris McCaffrey um, doing their thing down in Carolina. We're just not going to talk about the Saints, man. I'm just gonna we're gonna goose egg it and move on. I just there's Saints no takeaway. Better luck next time. Better luck next week. That's right. Man, Minnesota did you, and Arizona. Did you watch this game? This Minnesota no, Arizona I, game? I, I didn't, but I, I did dude. hear it was. Oh wait, dude, wait, wait. So I did catch a I did catch a clip of the uh I think it was the the Vikings that missed uh, the field goal. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they missed the field goal to win it. Um, and the Vikings radio announcers had thought that they <laughs> first. Yeah, they did. Oh my goodness, <laughs> These I just can't even imagine. These idiots start screaming out, "It's gone!" <laughs> And all I can think of is how if I was a fan listening to that shit in the car for a horrible day at work, just to hear that shit get, just to hear that shit get taken back. Oh my! I might have, I might have punched my windows out. Oh I, yeah, I would, I would lose, I would lose full. Oh, I would man. lose full. And the funny part is, is that their kicker made a 52-yard field goal earlier, and then he misses this. What was it? A 37-yard field goal? That pressure mounts, baby. So, uh, Kyler is going crazy. If like people need to, I've been trying to talk people into Kyler Murray since last year when he ran for yeah. 800 yards, right? Hey, Kyler it, Murray yeah. is, he is Kyler. L- listen to this comp. Okay. Kyler is a Lamar Jackson. That's pass first. Like this Lamar could be a better Kyler. Like that's what Lamar's. That's what I feel like the track record is here. Okay, Kyler Murray is just he had 400 passing yards, and Kyler is so damn fast in that pocket. I just don't understand yeah. how he dodges some of this stuff, man. Well, um, what I'm they don't have a running game. They don't have a hop. Hop only had four catches all game. Yeah, like 
Kyler's going crazy, man. Uh, if there's a dark horse candidate for MVP, like a very dark horse candidate, bro, Kyler is in that because this Minnesota team, look, Daniel Hunter, um, he he was a complete menace on defense. Daniel Hunter had three. Daniel Hunter had three sacks on Kyler. Like they were giving him all they could work with. And yeah, that's, that's Kyler was crazy. Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. So and, you Minnesota know, is not an easy defense to get past by any means. Nope. Um, you know, and their offense isn't bad, man. I mean, their offense is solid. They, Dalvin Cook had a good game. Kirk didn't have a bad game. Um, my, my biggest takeaway for the Minnesota was, uh, where is Justin Jefferson? I guess they where better hope, we find, I guess, I guess they better hope that they can find him, uh, before next week, because if not, they're going to be in for a rough, rough, you know, I, I say this, I said this all last year and I'm going to continue to say it this year. I don't think a better receiver. Uh, yeah. We don't. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about potential. Like Justin Jefferson. Ha- a- a- look, you can give him potential on uh, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's career is a whole lot deeper than Justin Jefferson. But right now, Adam, Adam Thielen's Thielen better receiver. Justin. Yeah, they go together. They pair together. That's all. That's all there is yep. to it. That's all, that's all there is to it. Um, let's speed through some of these. I know we're gonna be short on time. The Buccaneers wiped the floor with the Falcons. Man, I I'd feel bad for Matt to. Ryan. I just I do too. He played dude, good. I it's not even that Matt Ryan played good. It's just like it, he, they gave up yards. on him. That's what it is. Yards from your best running, but from your number one running back <laughs> is not enough. Um, you know, I uh, it kind of showing out a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't bad, but it's just man, this is. People really thought that they were going to be okay without Julio, and I I called cap. Dude, I, I called cap, and you're seeing it. with Julio. Your team was terrible with Julio. What makes you think you're going to get better without Julio? What kind of <laughs> what kind of brainless idiot do you have to be to think you can lose one of the greatest wide receivers of all time and get better? Please, please yeah. elaborate for me. I'm telling you, it's yeah. something in that it's something in that Atlanta water. On the other side of the ball, uh, let me just talk some, let me brag for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady threw his fourth straight game with four touchdown passes. That's yep. incredible. He had five touchdowns. Uh, Mike Evans showed back up, said, I'm tired of Antonio Brown getting all the praise. He had two touchdowns. I don't know what is up with Gronk. Gronk had two touchdowns. I just he had two in his last three games. And I don't understand. Their secondary played amazing. They had eight pass defenses with three picks. Mike Edwards had two pick sixes by himself. Yep. I, you know, I mean, roll, Todd, roll. That's all we got to say about the Bucks. Um, Derek Carr is not the best quarterback in the league right now. So, like, we can. Well, as long as know, Tom Brady is alive. Tom Brady is one of them. Derek Carr is not in that top five. And then, yeah, that's, I mean, do you have anything else to say about that? I think that was – that's it, man. Look, something I didn't get to cover well, – I didn't get to say this when we were talking about Arizona. You're a betting okay. man. I would bet on Kyler – you kind of touched it. I would bet on Kyler Murray uh, to be a dark horse MVP candidate this year. You'll make a nice profit from that if he wins. Um, and Buccaneers, I would go ahead and bet on them to be back in the Super Bowl from the NFC. I don't see yeah. any team. In the, I don't see any team in the NFL. They retained all 
22 of their starters. So they have the exact same team that they went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl with last year. Okay. And in their first year together, mind you, that was their first year together. This is their second year together. Brady has now thrown eight touchdowns in two weeks. Hasn't missed a beat. Buccaneers are healthy. Nine touchdowns. He's thrown nine touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Wait yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what is this? Right? It is nine? I think it's nine. Yeah, Buccaneers fans, screw you guys. I'm done talking about your team. Yeah. I, I will just, <laughs> yep. I'll reiterate. The four straight touchdowns in four straight games, that hasn't been done since 1950. This is so, a 44-year-old dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, just, yeah I'm, I'm ready for him to go. <laughs> like, like, cut the shit. Cut the shit. <laughs> uh, next up, Titans win a thriller in overtime against Seattle. Takeaway mm. was, takeaways is all hail King Henry and King Julio. That's, yeah. That was the takeaway. King Henry, buck 82, three touchdowns, and then he tacked on another 55 receiving yards. King Julio, he had uh, six catches for 128 yards. All right? And and listen to this. All right? We want to talk about a little bit of overrated receivers. Okay? I like A.J. Brown. Okay? A.J. Brown had more targets than Julio Jones, and he only had three catches for 43 yards. Hey, look! I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say AJ Brown is. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that AJ Brown's bad. I'm just saying, look, man, he had more targets than Julio, and he had almost 100 less yards, and he had half the catches. All right, but to you know what you know what I'm just gonna Seahawks defense is atrocious. Take that as how you will. That's probably the worst defense in the NFL. Bottom <laughs> five. Take that as how you will. Shout out to Derrick Henry and Julio for doing their thing. Um, Titans get a much, much, much needed W in week two. Um, and mm-hmm. Julio, Julio reverts back to his old self. Last week, he did not play very well. Uh, let's see here. I have the... No, Julio, Julio didn't have a crazy first week. That first week was ugly for everybody. Like you said, it's the feeling out week. This is this is his first year on a new team. Yeah. Um, new quarterback. So and he only got he only I mean, he got six targets for three catches and 29 yards. But, you know. Seahawks, as long as your defense is the way it is, you guys aren't winning shit. Um, Titans look like <laughs> once again, a perennial playoff contender um, look like they're probably going to cause some cause some upset feelings mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs again this year. Well, I don't know, because last year they blew it to the Ravens, but <laughs> year before that, they had those two big upsets. Man, I feel like I'm telling are... you, bro, I, it's, it's real, man. Julio's making, bro, Julio's making an impact. Look, as far as A.J. Brown goes, I understand Julio had a week for week one. You know, A.J. Brown had a week, week one as well. Um, but I do, I I do believe AJ Brown's a good receiver, and Julio's just a better receiver. Julio's a god. Like, let's just put, say it how yeah, it is. Like, Julio's, it that like, way. Julio's like that. He's proving he's like that. The Titans are going to give people problems in the playoffs. And you know yeah. what? If they run it back against the Ravens, that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, hell of a game. Um, as far as the Seahawks go, uh, my my biggest takeaway is kind of the same wide receiver battle. You know, people were saying when when Julio wins the Titans that A.J. Brown was going to be wide receiver one. And that's cap. 
Like you, okay. you got to see through these performances. That's that was my big like reason for calling AJ Brown out. Like I just ke- I kept hearing that AJ Brown is still going to be the number one, and Julio is going to be the number two. And I just to me it's like guys, this is Julio Jones. He, he is the number one receiver. Like he's he is the number one receiver. And on I the other side of the ball, yeah. you have the Seahawks with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Let me tell you what, Tyler Lockett had eight catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. DK had the same amount of targets, 53 yards, six catches. And I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm not I'm hating not. on DK. DK is still a good receiver. We can just slow the roll down. Yeah, I right, agree. Like, I, mean, like, I, I kept hearing last year the big comparison for DK Metcalf was Megatron. Megatron. Bro, he's nowhere close to Megatron. Like, will, shut up. I mean, it's hard to say at this, this stage of his career. What is this, year three? No, um, okay, we're not talking potential. I'm not going to talk potential because that's a different conversation. Now. I'm talking about right now. People are like, bro, he, no, he's, a, he's getting, the new Megatron. Like, he's like that right now. Because of the size and uh, the ability to haul in the physical catches. But and other than inconsistent that, with it, man. It's, it's, not, it's not the yeah. It's not even so much the ability. It's the potential he has to pull in those catches. So until he turns that potential into ability, I don't want to hear jack shit from you guys. Yeah, I don't want to hear Megatron comps. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Okay, so just stop it. Just stop. Yeah, I don't want to. Not a peep, uh, man. Next game, Cowboys Chargers. I feel like this is a game we we're gonna kind of slide by because this was like this is just a hideous game. Dak is supposed to be this overpowered offense. And and Dak didn't have a single touchdown. Um, the biggest takeaway for and and Herbert Herbert just can't finish drives. Like Herbert is a great talent. He just was struggling finishing drives against a really yeah. ugly Cowboys defense, and left me thinking like, bro, Herbert, you gotta you gotta do something. But I will say, uh, I did have. I guess we can't really glide over this. I did have two things. One. Um, I've been talking a lot about Zeke the past couple of years and how Zeke has fallen. Pollard had 109 yards last night and a touchdown. Bro, Tony Pollard has been the best running back for the Cowboys since Zeke had his career year. And I will stand on that hill because I know, you know, Cowboys fans who say the same exact thing. I think that if the Cowboys could turn Zeke into a first round pick and move Pollard yes. to their starter. Why yep. wouldn't you? I think Tony that's Pollard move. has showed you over and over again that he is yep. capable of being a starting running back for your offense. And Cowboys fans are going to sit here and disrespect him by saying, Feed Zeke. Dude, hot Fuck take. Zeke. Hot take. Hot take. Completely agree. Zeke's got to go. Zeke got, Zeke's got to go. Go get something for Zeke and make your defense better. You have you have a potential first round pick asset on your offense that you barely need to use, and yeah. you're not. If if the Cowboys get rid of him, turn him into some assets on defense, they they can do something. But, because they just lost Byron Jones last year. Okay, that's a big yep. loss. That's, that's a, a huge big loss. loss. Okay. The Cowboys' defense is not going to be the same defense that it once was. A you know to no. kind of pick up the pick up the slack if the offense isn't there, isn't clicking. All right, so Cowboys, tell your piece of shit front office to get their shit together and start doing what they need to do. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing all this shit about America's team each and every year. For you guys to suck, <laughs> if you're America's team, you need to not suck. 
Dude, I completely agree. You guys, I don't want to go to. Together. I don't want to go to. I don't want to go to a different country and say, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, and here, oh, Cowboys, Cowboys is your team, huh?" No, motherfucker, they're not. <laughs> I don't say with that. <laughs> oh all right, my god! So Cowboys fans, Cowboys fans, tell your team get their shit together. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> ugly win, man. It's an ugly win. Uh, the only other thing, only other takeaway I had was uh, Asante Samuel. Yeah, that was worth. Me. That was worth. That was a great pick. That was that. I mean, that was you're fantastic. talking about one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. You're talking about his direct kin. His, I mean, literally. Yeah. Asante Samuel kin. had a pick in three pass defense, and he just he was all over the place. He and, was a he was crucial in limiting the Cowboys to 20 points. I mean, he was. And phenomenal. cornerback is a cornerback is a very teachable position. Okay, if you you know some people have some people have natural natural ability to. good at catching things, good reflexes, whatever, that make them more suitable for a wide receiver or whatever. When it comes down to playing cornerback, if I go spend a year every day with Asante Samuel and he's teaching me every day how to become a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the NFL, I bet you I'm going to have some sort of knowledge of how to – I bet you I'm going to be able to, you know – uh, I'm not saying I'm starting cornerback, but I'm going to say, you know, I'll bet you I'll know the cornerback position pretty freaking thoroughly. So you put you put yourself in Asante Samuel Jr. shoes, who has grown up with the dude and lived with him his entire life. I would damn hope Asante Samuel has taught his son a thing or two. Yeah, well, clearly he did. Well worth the pick. That defense is going to be something. That defense is something coming, man. I mean, Joey Bosa... Derwin James, Santi Samuel, that's just that, that's I'm getting myself too worked up over <coughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I'm, I'll mellow you out. I'll take the load here. We got Chiefs Ravens, Thriller, 35-36. Oh. Um, I'm gonna t- I'll take the wheel on this one. My first takeaway is the Chiefs are so damn aggressive, it is ridiculous. Like, I just they drove like every single time coming down the field. It was it was absurd. Patty ha- Patty had a great game um, with Tyreek being basically taken out of the game. Right, Tyreek mm-hmm. was double teamed the entire game. They uh, triple teamed the entire game. You know, and and they they made Patty uncomfortable in the pocket, and Patty didn't care. He said, five receivers, please." You know, we're gonna throw this thing. He had three hundred forty yards, three touchdowns, <laughs> and a pick. The only pick that pick that he had. Patty was mid-sack and still tried to throw the ball. That's how aggressive they are. I'm not saying it was a good play. It, you know, it, it could have cost them the game. The real the real cost of the game um, came in the fourth quarter Yeah. when the Chiefs are driving. And the Chiefs were driving. Like, there was no doubt that they were going to win this game. The Ravens had one timeout, and um, there was nothing they could do about it. The Chiefs were yeah, just starving and Clyde yeah. fumbled. Yeah, that and, fumble was big. And, you know, you said you said it spoke a lot of the offense drives. You know, they say in the NFL, the defense, oh, the defense is suffocating them. You know, the Chiefs are the opposite. Their offense suffocates you. Yeah. They will suffocate your this, defense man. until yeah. your defense is wheezing and begging to get off the field, begging for a little bit of time to go catch their breath. You All got right. a guard, Tyreek Hill. Every play. The that's, Ravens that's... have a top two secondary in the league. Yeah. And the Chiefs just they didn't they they didn't care. So I mean I 
the Chiefs lost this game, but this was at Ravens, and they lost because of a terrible fumble. Clyde was just mm-hmm. Clyde didn't have a good game, and I, Look, for the Ravens, he fans, literally lost in the game. For the Ravens fans that listen to the podcast, I will, I will, you know, sit here and not be a bi- a biased prick. Um, Lamar Jackson, freaking outstanding, played a great game. Um, and like I said earlier, for a team that has lost three of its starting running backs to torn ACLs and, you know, uh, picked up Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell in free agency, two running, two, you know, old, older running backs who haven't really done a whole lot in their last two years to go and, you know, like you said, the Ravens didn't necessarily win this game so much as the Chiefs lost it. Yeah. However, the Ravens, no, Ravens played good. Ravens, Ravens definitely went head to head. Lamar Ravens went played head to head okay. with the Chiefs, for, uh, you know, on, oh, until yeah, that yeah, fumble. So, 100%. so take take away that fumble. Even if the Ravens lost this game, it was um, game. it was a good game. Ravens game. fans, you should be extremely excited for the team once again, uh, because for some reason, as long as John Harbaugh is your coach, it doesn't seem like the Ravens are going to be as going. As long away. as they're as long as their offensive line maintains this. Aura of invincible. I mean, their offensive line is amazing, and yep. they they can have everybody run behind that thing. You know, Tyson Tyson had a great game. Tevious Murray had a good game. Lamar ran 107 yards and two touchdowns. You tell me if he had a good game. Um, sure. I will say Lamar's first quarter was very concerning. Um, we're not going to let that pass. I, I will be a little bit of a dickhead. He threw a pick six the first, you know, like first or second mm-hmm. play of the game, mm-hmm. and then. Tyron Matthew, who is not known to be a great cover corner, picked him off again. Uh, that was a little ugly. That that was a little nerve wracking. But Lamar pulled. I I give him credit as well. Lamar pulled it together when the game mattered. He kept them close. And when the Chiefs finally made a mistake, he was there to make him pay. So great game for Lamar. Um, he he still got improvement, but as long as that O line is secured. You know, I, Marquise Brown is a good receiver. Like he's gonna do great things for you. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. His if you good. are able, if you feed he's him, solid. he will get his. You know, and and the running game is amazing, and their defense is. You know, after all of the all after everything they lost, they're still a solid defense. So great game by the great coaching by the Ravens. Um, we'll see if they, we'll see if they can keep it up. Um, last game. Lions, Packers, Riley, I'll let you have this one. What was your takeaway? Monday Lions, Night Football. Packers, really? Um, I, I think the biggest takeaway from that game was mainly the fact that Jared Goff is starting to understand what it's like to not have a Super Bowl contending team around you um, your entire career. Um, I think that was – if week one wasn't, I think this was definitely a wake-up game to him. Um, Because he played played decent, you know, 246 yards, two touchdowns, only one pick. Um, But at the end of the day, Lions only dropped 17 points. and and you know, they didn't score at all in the second half. The 17 and, points was yeah. the first half. Yeah, and Jared Goff led the team in rushing with 46 yards. So <laughs> that can't happen. 
Um, Jared Goff nope. is probably going to – well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit drove him to retirement too. <laughs> yeah, I had this. I had that as well. That was Aaron my biggest Rodgers. takeaway. But that's one of them. You know, Jared Goff, man, just uh, man, he he is feeling what Stafford felt all those years. Yeah, he's starting to understand it. And on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers got right back to it. Twenty-two out of twenty-seven completions, two hundred fifty-five yards, four touchdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. That's just all you can say. Four touchdowns, zero picks. He almost had more touchdowns than missed passes. Like, think about that. He had four touchdowns and only five missed passes all game. Devontae Adams fed off of it. Aaron Jones certainly fed off of it. He had four total touchdowns. Um, You know... The Packers' defense was terrible. Their pass rush was abysmal. And their pass rush is going to lose them games. But you know what? You have Aaron frickin' Rodgers. You have one of, if not arguably, the most talented quarterback to ever play. Aaron is just – Aaron's back. And and we talked about this last week. You know, I got all these haters – you know, texting me and stuff saying, oh, bro, you're wrong. You're wrong about Aaron. You know, what a quarterback, you know, what a best quarterback in the league. This is your, you know, this is your guy. And this is where I say, yes, Aaron's this like that. This is my guy. This I'll is take my Aaron, guy. If you are, if you don't take Aaron Rodgers over your current quarterback on your team, you have to be a Buccaneers fan or a Chiefs fan. And really, I can't see a different. I can't see another team that wouldn't open Aaron Rodgers. That wouldn't kick their quarterback to the curb uh, and open Aaron. Ran, uh, Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. You know, it's just like yeah. you know, it's just ladies like when the Clippers. Gentlemen. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. It's like when when uh, Kevin Durant and the Warriors they beat. The, the Clippers in the playoffs, and, and they asked the Clippers, they asked Pat Bev, Patrick Beverly, you know, what could you have done to guard Kevin Durant? And they said, it's Kevin Durant. What am I supposed to do? It's Kevin freaking Durant. What am I supposed to block his shot? I can't do that. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers, the man, the myth, the legend. That's all we got for you today on the Checkup Podcast. We'll be back here next week, week three Thanks of for football. Listening. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, sir. Um, Give us a follow uh, yeah. on TikTok. Check up underscore pod. Uh, we're we're making progress, guys. So thanks for the listen, and we'll get back to you next week. Yes, sir.